Hi, this is Dale Tedder, and welcome to the Right Path Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Kingdom Reformation. What is a Reformation, and how does that relate to revival, and how does that relate to the Kingdom of God? That's what we're going to be talking about coming up next. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 10, we read these words. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. God, grant us reformation. In his book, Hot Tub Religion, J.I. Packer makes this observation. He writes, We look at the church of our day and say, We need another reformation. But do we know what we are saying? We are in danger of settling for too narrow a perspective of what Reformation is, too narrow a notion of what it was in the past, and too narrow a notion of what it will be in the future if God visits visits us once more. Packer asks a good question. Do we indeed know what we are saying when we cry out for Reformation? I was awakened to how little I comprehended the word when I began to study what Reformation biblically understood, truly means. I have discovered that this simple word is filled with great meaning. Contained within the word Reformation are the ideas of revival, renewal, awakening, restoration, and even overhaul. As I've considered these words, I've come to realize that the coming of the kingdom of God was and is a Reformation. As our Lord Jesus Christ ushered in the kingdom of God, he brought forth revival and renewal to people's hearts, minds, and spirits. He awakened them to their great need for the living God. He brought forth restoration where only brokenness existed before. He turned existing ideas about God and humanity upside down as he revealed God and his good news. He exchanged the temporal perspectives of man for God's eternal perspective for every sphere of life. Because of this, I have come to see the need for reformation, biblical reformation, in three essential areas of life. Reformation and the individual. God uses individuals to touch and transform the church and the world. A.W. Tozer writes, It is mere commonplace to sing or pray, Lord, send a revival and let it begin with me. Where else can a spiritual quickening take place but in the individual life? There is no abstract church where we can be revivified apart from the men and women who compose it. Tozer points out that which should be obvious that the church and the world will not be reformed until faithful men and women begin chasing after God and his ways. Individuals do not have to wait for the church before they can be renewed to the newness of life and the things of God. Our own faith must be real and personal before it can be social and corporate. Tozer adds, Every prophet, every reformer, Every revivalist had to meet God alone before he could help the multitudes. 
The great leaders who went on to turn thousands to Christ had to begin with God and their own soul. The plain Christian of today must experience personal revival before he can hope to bring renewed spiritual life to his church. I agree with Tozer. It's true. Of course, Christianity is about community and it is about relationships. No Christian is called to live alone on his or her own island. However, this community is a community of men and women who have been personally and individually touched by the Holy Spirit and brought forth from death to life. Reformation and the Church One aspect that unites great leaders from Christian history, such as the Apostle Paul or Martin Luther or John Wesley, was their prophetic word to the church in their day. Sadly, they were sometimes viewed as John the Baptist, as lone voices crying in the wilderness. However, the Holy Spirit moved through these faithful men to bring about reformation in the church in their day. Well, God is still using people in the same way in our day. In my own denomination, the United Methodist Church, I see faithful men and women standing up for the true and living God and His Word. I also see God renewing lives in His church through a variety of renewal groups. And I know it is through the prayer of these men and women that God will bring a mighty reformation to our denomination. This is true for churches in every denomination, or no denomination at all. However, we need to be guided by a proper understanding of Reformation so we might know what direction to take and therefore what path not to take. The Puritan pastor and writer Richard Baxter has helped provide clarity concerning the notion of Reformation. In his book, The Reformed Pastor, he showed that the idea of Reformation, biblically understood, combines the heart and the mind. In other words, we're not experiencing true reformation in the church when only one aspect is emphasized. Baxter, instead, points out that there must be inward spiritual renewal as well as outward correction of doctrine in Christ's church. It does the church little good if she is only emphasizing correct doctrinal adherence and ignoring in inward spiritual vitality. So too, a church that cares little for doctrinal faithfulness and only concerns herself with religious feelings cannot rightly be called faithful either. Instead, genuine reformation will reflect these two sides of the same coin. J.I. Packer comments, The Bible records many striking movements that textbooks usually call reformations. In every case, the same two-sidedness applies. These movements had an outward aspect. Immorality and idolatry were put away. And they also had an inward side. Men and women were stirred to seek God and renew their covenant with Him. This is true reformation experienced in the Bible and church history. These two works, the the inward and outward works of God, are really one work just seen from two points of view. We cannot have one without the other. Prophetic voices must call Christ's church back to both emphases if we're going to experience real reformation. 
Martin Lloyd-Jones declared, We have no reason to expect God to usher in reformation and revival if we're not being faithful to God in our present situation. Reformation and the World The Lord Jesus Christ came to darkness. I'm sorry, try that again. The Lord Jesus Christ came to a dark and lost world with the good and transforming news of the kingdom of God. Individual believers and the church are called out of the world to bear witness to the light of the world. We are called Christ ambassadors as we proclaim God's message of reconciliation. Along with that beautiful life-transforming message, God calls us to love our neighbors by serving them and standing up for them. We are called to be who we are in Christ, salt and light, to a dark and decaying world. We live in the world, though we are not of the world. Our faithfulness in our little part or our little corner of the world will help bring about the reformation God desires. The kingdom Jesus ushered in and proclaimed was not about slight adjustments here and there. It was about a complete overhaul in our thinking, speaking, attitudes, values, priorities, desires, beliefs, and behaviors. As God's will is done in our lives as it is in heaven, God's kingdom influence will be extended to the various spheres of our lives. So let's pray that God will bring biblical reformation into our lives for his greater glory and the blessing of our families, our churches, our workplaces, communities, and the world. Walking Points I would encourage you this week to meet with some brothers in Christ to discuss the following questions. What areas of your life do you need biblical reformation? Talk about that. What are you presently doing to grow more faithful in these areas? Do you regularly pray for God to bring reformation and revival into your life? Why or why not? And I would encourage you to go to the my website, uh, daletetter.com, and when you look at this article, or this devotional rather, on my website, there'll be a link there, and it's called If Men Will Pray, and it's linked to the Fellowship at Alba, and it's one of the videos that T.M. Moore put together on the need for men to pray for revival. I would encourage you to watch the video and read his material, and then discuss the thoughts with some Christian brothers and uh see what God might be talking to you about. And then for one month, just one month, commit yourself to regularly praying for reformation and revival for yourself, for your group of men that you might be a part of, and that end of the month, discuss what insights the Lord has revealed to you. Well, guys, thanks for joining me today as we talk about kingdom reformation and I hope you'll take advantage of some of those walking points uh, questions or exercises Uh, meet with some other men and talk about what it means to pray for uh, reformation and revival for the kingdom of God Uh, and that's going to start with you Uh, where are you in your relationship with God Uh, and it's such good news to know that we can enter into a relationship into that deep fellowship God 
is calling us to through his son Jesus Christ and through the power of his Holy Spirit. And that's where Reformation and revival and that overhaul that uh, I was talking about can really take place. And then as we meet together with other brothers in Christ, with sisters in Christ, and talk about these things and grow together in our faith, uh, that's where Reformation can begin to branch out uh, into our churches and into our families and into our communities. And, And ultimately, of course, we desire that for the whole world. So guys, thanks again for checking out the podcast. You can Find more resources at daletetter.com, at daletetter.com, and these will be resources to help you uh, know Christ better and to extend his kingdom into every sphere of life. Thanks for joining me, and have a great day.